then in about 2005, we started renting it and we had beef cows on the side of also raising dairy heifers for my dad. So then when my aunt had passed away, um, her daughter decided she didn't want it anymore. So we bought it in about 2010. Yeah, so everything just kind of happened by chance. We never dreamed of having a wedding venue or Airbnb. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Spontaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at spontaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. All right, I am sitting down in this beautiful kitchen this uh, farmhouse kitchen with Merritt and Amanda Brote. Welcome to the show, guys. How are you? Great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having us. Well, we are excited because this is Merritt and Amanda's first ever podcast interview. So how are you guys feeling? How are you guys feeling about this interview? A little nervous. A little nervous? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing to be nervous about. It's going to be- No one's here, but having a microphone makes it Yeah, this thing makes it that way in your ear muffs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's just pretend we're having a nice coffee chat. Nothing more than that. Um, we are, yeah, or, or some wine. It, I, it's uh, almost five o'clock, not really, but uh, um, we're super excited to be chatting with you guys today, and we have had the privilege, uh, my wife and I have had the privilege of staying in your beautiful barn for the past, I guess, five days now, and really eager to hear the story, your guys' story, the story behind this place, and I thought it would be fun to start with just a little bit of context around the family business and the family business, which is not just uh, Airbnb hosts um, and not just dairy farmers, but both and then uh, and then more. But I'm hoping you guys could just start, maybe you, Merritt, start by okay. giving us an overview of what is your family business look like? Uh, how does it, what are the various uh, ventures that you guys are involved in? And then we'll go from there. Well, let's see, we're... We are both fourth generation and fifth generation dairy farmers. And um, in about 2011, when my son graduated from college, was it 2011? Yeah. Yeah. We decided we had always worked for my dad on his dairy, but it wasn't large enough to um, have one other person support, be supported by it. So we decided to go into the dairy business for ourselves. We rented a dairy and then um, have since bought it. And now we're expanding a little bit. Um, we milk about 500 cows. 500 cows. Yes. And um, to, to get our wedding venue started in the Airbnb, my daughter uh, got engaged in 2016 while okay. we were kind of hosting some swing dances in the barn and also doing the foundation one year at a time. And then she got engaged and it was like, oops, we're going to have to cement the whole barn to have this <laughs> wedding. And it was an awesome wedding, you know, it was um, probably, there's not too many barns around that do that yet. So we were winging it, but it ended up being beautiful. Wow. Um, We used a lot of our decorations and um, furniture that we get back in Round Top, Texas when we go for our store. So that was really cool to include that in it. And then the, the house housed hired men before, but since we bought our dairy, we didn't need this house and it was empty. Okay. And then that is what... Um, sprung up the idea to do the Airbnb for the brides to get ready in the barn that we already had done that people were asking to get married in. 
So in a nutshell, that's kind of how it started. And in, in terms of timeline, so if I'm getting this right, when did you guys buy this land? This land that we're on here that the Airbnb is on is this beautiful, I think you said it's like a hundred plus acres of yes. land. Um, there are hills that look a little bit more like mountains in the background. I mean, it's yeah. just a very, very beautiful sort of like sacred space. And I'm curious, when did you guys come into, when did you buy this land? And was the intention with the barn from the get-go to build a wedding venue or or how did that yeah. unfold? Well, back in when I, let's see, in high school, when I was in the eighties, we used to farm here and cut hay as well, because this was my great aunt's place. Okay. Okay. So then in about 2005, we started renting it and we had beef cows on the side of also raising dairy heifers for my dad. So then when my aunt had passed away, um, her daughter decided she didn't want it anymore. So we bought it in about 2010. Okay. But we were renting it before that. So yes. And then the barn we just used for farm equipment. Basically it was, um, back in the 1800s, there was a dairy, uh, a milking parlor in there and the old, the old school with a cement trough down the middle of the aisle for all the manure to run off. And it was pretty cool. So we were just very excited to take over this place. It was beautiful. Um, you can see in the background, my dad's hill ranch, which is a, on the 500 acre bluff up there, which is grizzly bluff. Wow. And then, yeah, so everything just kind of happened by chance. We never dreamed of having a wedding venue or Airbnb. And so who, like, whose idea was it to let's take this barn and transform it into this beautiful event space? Like, how did those conversations transpire? Um, Well, definitely sparked from having Callie's wedding in the barn in 2017. Um, Merit and Brian had done so much work And after that, it was like, well, this is so doable. It's a need in the area. Um, We had a lot of people express it's a need in the area. And um, so we kind of just were like, we're going to try it out 2018. Um, We had a handful of weddings. um, And by 2019, we had, it was like 18 plus other events. I mean, we had a full summer basically. And so it took off really quick. It's, um, we just are lacking venues and it was new and exciting. Um, we have Callie who is in photography. And so she was bringing people to the barn. She was shooting weddings here. I was doing events here. And so it kind of was the perfect mix and it just funny story about the house. Um, it was empty and Callie and I were on our way back from Dallas when we go to do buying trips for our store, the farmer's daughter. And then we go to Round Top and pick up stuff we bought throughout the year. But we decided then on our drive back that we literally on the drive back that we were going to make this into an Airbnb. So and okay, and 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 pause there. So how does that happen? So you guys are driving back from Texas. Uh, and with a load of furniture, with a load of furniture for the farmer's All daughter, early American antiques, early American antiques for that, uh, the farmer's daughter sells the farmer's daughter, beautiful antique shop in downtown Ferndale. And what happens? Callie just says, Hey, we should make this an Airbnb or, or wh- what was the conversation? Uh, bring us back to that, to that moment in the conversation. And, and how did you guys even, uh, conjure up this idea? Well, the renters had moved out. Okay. We had. Well, the, the hired men hadn't been living here for probably two years. 
So there was renters that decided to move out in December. So on our drive back, we just said, you know what? If we don't do it now, we'll never will. Let's make it a nice place for the brides to get ready. Yeah. And potentially, you know, do the Airbnb. And then so by April, when we got home, um, when we, we got home in January, we unloaded all the furniture in the little shed here. And we had all the furniture just ready to go. Wow. So we gutted the kitchen. Uh, if you could only see the before pictures, we saved, you know, most of everything in the house um, to keep, you know, to keep it to the original form. It's two parts. Part of it, it was built in 1852 and the other half, the fancier half with a nice staircase and fireplace was like 1854. Wow. So. Wow. So very much, very much so. And, um, you know, for our listeners, it's a beautiful white interior. Uh, it's very rustic, elegant sort of feel to, to the space. I mean, it really does feel like a, a fancy farmhouse. Like when you walk in the door, the kitchen is just absolutely gorgeous, great appliances. Um, the, the light fixture to the chandelier above the dining table is, uh, iconic, uh, in, in its own right. And just a very, the, the, the pieces that you guys selected, to furnish the place are, it, it is very unique. Um, and it's funny, it's like, there are there are lots of different pieces, but it doesn't feel crowded or, or overwhelming. Um, there's like a harmony that I feel like exists oh. between everything that you guys have selected. So I'm curious, how, how did you go about designing the place? So you decide you're gonna gut it, you decide you're gonna transform it into a, a rental property. Was was the idea from the get-go to do short-term stays like Airbnb or was there a discussion around maybe we'll do, maybe we'll rent this out to, you know, a, I don't know, a neighbor or a longer term kind of 12 month rental or were you guys pretty set on, no, 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 let's make this like a short-term stay event space. Yeah. No, that was definitely it. I mean, when we decided to turn it into um, a place for the brides, Yeah. then the idea came, oh, let's make it an Airbnb. And then the decor, this has kind of always been how we've decorated, you know, like the Fixer Upper show. We've yeah. kind of always been buying from a lot of their vendors for the past 20 years. So we were kind of already in that space. But the same as Amanda and Callie, we decorate very minimally, but um, set the tone with very special pieces in the rooms to make it special. And of course, finding these one-of-a-kind pieces are getting harder and harder. Yeah with the Fixer Upper show because now everybody's competing for that white cupboard. <laughs> it used to be style now. $100 and now it's $500. Yeah. So everybody's hunting for the same stuff. So it, it has been hard. Yeah. But, but anyway, yeah, and that's just all of us three girls are very similar. Like you said, the word rustic elegance, and that's kind of how our wedding barn is too. It's um, we it's a step up kind of. More of an upscaled barn. Yeah. A little bit Napa-y, if you would. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. saw your your guys' Instagram and a, a few photos, and it, I mean, it just looks absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, right. it, does, it does feel very Napa-y. We actually were, were in Napa a, a few weeks ago, but I think I like Ferndale better. Um, so, okay, yeah. talk to me, uh, Amanda, about you, uh, your, your sort of history. So you are a fifth-generation dairy farmer? Fourth. Fourth. Okay. Fourth generation dairy yeah. farmer. And you, but you are an event planner, uh, right? So yes, I've always been drawn to the hospitality industry. Okay. Um, I catered for years, um, went to college, focused on hospitality and weddings, 
And then I started doing day of coordinating when I moved home after school. Um, just knew that that's what I was going to be involved in as a career. Yeah. And I always dreamed of having a venue, but I told <laughs> like very early on, I told Colton, it's a dream. Maybe when we're 50, we'll have a venue. <laughs> and like shortly after that, a couple of years down the road, we're actually starting a venue. So it was pretty cool. It's been very dreamy and exciting. And um, so I have my own event planning business, okay. farmland events, farmland events. Um, and so I've been doing, it's, it's definitely been picking up, but I probably started about 10 years ago was my first wedding that I did day of coordinating. Wow. And it just, I pick up a few extra every year. And so, and with the barn, I do a lot at the barn, but I still do a lot elsewhere in Humboldt County. And, okay. And I'm willing to travel. <laughs> well, that's good. And so, okay. How do you guys determine like roles and responsibilities. It sounds like everything just kind of happened organically, but like, you know, you guys have this beautiful event space. You've got a photographer, you've got an event planner, you've got, you know, this, this gorgeous land, but I would imagine it's still a lot of effort to pull off an event here and bring people from out of town. You know, this isn't, there's a, you know, one, one way street here in and out, right. Between the main road and, and where we are. So how did you guys figure out logistically, like who would do what and, and how to transform this into a, a real operation? We all have our strengths. Yeah, and I think that's what we, I was say. like, there wasn't a, like a sit down discussion. It was kind of like, we all ran with our own strengths. And so, um, like Merritt and Brian, they work very well together as a team and they have, Merritt has great style and Brian's like the do all kind of guy. And so they, I mean, Merritt had her, her vision and Brian could make everything happen. Um, Callie's vision too. Yeah. Yeah. Callie has great vision. Callie's an amazing photographer. And so she was really too. good with like marketing. Nice. <laughs> she does um, all the, the pamphlets we have up at yeah. the store. And also I was going to say advertising. about. I was going to say about Callie also, she does all the displays at Farmer's Daughter. And okay. she has a beautiful eye as long as, long as and actually she has her own little uh, website, the or farmerswifeco.com. Farmerswifeco.com. We'll, we'll drop links to yes. all of this so in, the, in the description. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah, we so just we respect just... each other. Uh, we just are all hard workers. Um, one minute, pulling a calf. The next minute, you know, she's interviewing brides down here. We have all the kids with us all the time. Somebody's farming on a tractor with one of the kids asleep on the tractor. Yeah, we've or, got we've got Barrett here too, um, who's uh, Amanda's son, and he's uh, looks like he needs a new show on his phone or something. And Blake um, was included in the farm tour. Yes, yes, and the farm stay as well. Yeah, that's kind of something and, and, newer. And talk, yeah, talk to us about. So uh, we got the privilege of seeing your dairy and um, you know meeting some of your five hundred cows. Talk to us about, I know that, um, that's an operation that's in another, and of itself. Yeah. And so how do you guys, how do you guys coordinate who does what on, on the dairy? Well, everybody, uh, somebody's more of an outside guy. Colton is the, the cow guy. So he does all the breeding. Um, he keeps track of all the cow numbers. Um, and then my husband's good at the outside farming feed, but they also work they, it's just all intertwined. Yeah. So every day they're on their phone like 10 times a day. And Do you guys have to have it. like family meetings regularly to discuss like, okay, how are we doing here? Like, I wouldn't say meetings, <laughs> but we do 
we do stay in pretty close like every contact day every yeah. day. Yeah. Um, and it works. I mean, a lot of people say like family business is a struggle, but it's not. Um, we all have really good relationships and yeah. it's, yeah, it's normal to get multiple phone calls throughout the day and yeah. Wow. And yeah. so talk to me about the farmer's daughter. So when did the farmer's daughter start? Who runs the store? How do you guys coordinate that? How does that fit into the greater the greater mix? Well, let's see. My my major in college, I went to a George Fox, a Christian college in Oregon, and that was my major. Anyway, long story short, came back to the dairy, and so I wanted to fill that niche. So in 1994, I started the store. It wasn't called the Farmer's Daughter back then, but that's when we started it. And then, so I've just kept that it was once a year we got to go to a show and dairy farmers don't ever get to go take vacations. So that was like, you know, it was a big thing. Yeah. And anyway, so it's kind of changed and evolved throughout the years. But now, um, along with the Airbnb and farm stay, we um, are really just promoting the dairy industry. It's kind of like a lost industry forgotten. Um, There used to be over 200 dairies here in Humboldt County, and now it's less than less than 80 right now. So what we're trying to do is, we shipped to Rumiano Cheese and Humboldt Creamery, and we thought, what a better way to introduce the people who stay here at the house to the local dairy products and to do the farm stay, or yeah, or do the farm tour to show them actually the happy cows from California do live in Ferndale. Yeah, they're out on the pastures, you know, 320 days a year, and as you've seen for yourself. Um, you know, just how they're treated. Yeah. So people get to come. We're putting a cheese fridge in our store actually in the next couple of weeks. So people will actually, you know, get to come and buy local cheeses and we plan on doing other local cheeses as well. But, um, and then offer the farm tours and people are like blown away. Most people come are from down South and they're like, you know, this is what dairying actually is. And, you know, with all the, um, not juices now being called milk and yeah. that kind of stuff. We're just really every, every opportunity we can to advertise for our industry. We try to No, And, um, you know, it's, it's funny. Uh, my wife, Gabby made this observation when we were, we drove to, uh, Centerville, Centerville beach, right. uh, uh, area. And, um, she made this observation as we were driving there that it, it, it really does feel like this area feels like Ireland. It feels like this very lush, like green right. area. You've got cows and sheep and all, I mean, all these animals. And it, it really is like the, the like iconic, um, farmland sort right. of experience where it does, you see these just mass, um, pastures with these yeah. cows grazing and every, it, it really does look happy and exciting and the sun's out. I mean, it, it's, it's hard to not feel joyful here. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, talk to us about, cause I, again, not that I know uh, much about milk, but, um, you Merritt educated me a little bit on, um, I think you called it a two milk. Oh, right. Um, help, help me understand and help us understand. Cause we actually went to, um, the, the grocery, uh, store after we, uh, hung out at, at the dairy and picked up some, uh, uh more cream, more half and a half. And I mean, it's just, I'm drinking it right now and it's absolutely delicious. So talk right. to us about what a two milk is for those of our listeners who might not be familiar. Right. Well, I was explaining, I had left you some cream from yes. my daughter's family's, um, dairy creamery that they have, and they, they specifically do a two milk. Um, and it's becoming more and more popular 
um, years ago when the cows came over from other countries, the, the cows were a one gene. Okay. And then they are a two, a two. And then they started interbreeding, which um, brought the cows. Um, I don't know how to say chemistry or gene pool, whatever, back sure. to a one. And a lot of people who are lactose intolerant can't basically what it is, is they're allergic to the a one gene. Okay. Okay. So anyway, a lot of farmers here in Callie's family specifically, they have like over 3000 cows. Now they're all, they've been breeding back to the a two gene and like on our farm, we're about 60% a two right now, Wow! but that's just, um, it's a niche to try to help people and bring the, um, the dairy, let's see, cause it was the organic yeah, the yeah. thing that we're all trying to strive for. Now it's the a two to bring a healthier milk to, you know, the population of the United States yeah. and the world actually. So they started their brand Alexander family farms and they've just grown and now they're in all whole foods. In oh, nice. States. That's, that's a big deal. That's exciting. But they have really wonderful, that cream and the, they do chocolate milk and anyway, so that's my daughter is involved in that and does all their uh, photos and advertising and stuff like that as well. So she's very, very busy. <laughs> she has, yeah. We're all busy. <laughs> What is, uh, Amanda, I'm curious, what is your favorite part of this, this family enterprise? Um, what do you enjoy doing most? Um, well, sadly I thrive on like the chaos and, <laughs> and I mean, it's good and bad, but I feel like I walked into a family that does the same thing. And so, um, yeah, yeah. Which I like, I like that lifestyle. Um, there's not a lot of downtime, but we enjoy that and we're on to the next project. Um, and so I really like that aspect. Um, of- but it is fun. We got to go. Yeah. My son, Chase, who's a CHP officer down in, um, Roner park. We all got to go to a wedding the other weekend and I just was telling Colton, I said, isn't it just nice to get away once in a while yeah. and have fun, you know? So <laughs> We're trying to plan a trip away, you know, but it is hard to leave the farm, like you said. Yeah. And so talk, I'm curious about sort of how, how the farm works, um, a little bit more about the, the business of it. So how often, so you guys have 500 cows right now yeah. that you milk, as I learned just a couple of days ago, twice a day, right. you have to milk every cow twice a day. Yeah. Um, and then from there, what happens? Where does where does the milk go? Do you guys sell directly to brands that you know we would know from grocery stores? Is there like a middleman? How, how does that work? Right. Well, we ship. We just started shipping one of our dairies to Rumiano Cheese, and we were so okay, excited. Yes, yes. They're a, a wonderful cheese company, and that's why we were so excited to support and promote them, and also you know in our Airbnb and at the store. So my son just. Um, Let's see. We just needed to make a change. Yeah. So that's why we decided to go with half of our dairy to Rumiano cheese and it gets shipped directly to their uh, plant up in Crescent city okay. two hours away up where my daughter lives near there. And then, and then they do their thing. They just are cheese right now. Okay. I don't know if they have any milk plans in the future. And then, um, about a third of our milk goes to Humboldt creamery, which you pass coming over the bridge. Okay. Ferndale. Yes. And that's more fluid where the uh, milk goes for fluid milk. Okay. And ice cream actually. 
Yeah, humble creamery has wonderful ice cream. Actually, they make it for Costco. Yes. Oh, really? Vanilla okay. ice cream Costco is label. from yeah. That's under the, the Costco, Costco label, label, the Kirkland label. Well, now we know. Now we yeah, know where it so, comes yeah. from. And then, like my daughter's family, they wanted to cut out the middleman because it is hard to make it in the dairy industry still yeah. um, after all these years. So they're finding out that's that's tough as well to start from the ground up. But I think in the end, it'll uh, be profitable for them. Yeah. And how do you guys? So. You guys have your your daughter's um, family. They have their dairy. They're they're the ones that have like fifty thousand chickens, five thousand oh, yeah. chickens, they have something the like that. Kids' eggs, yeah. And, and sorry, how many chickens is it? Roughly over fifty thousand. Over fifty. A 000. lot. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. that is unbelievable. Um, and so, do you guys? I'm just curious. Like, do you guys compete? Like, how do, how does that work? Um, because you've got multiple families with multiple farms. I, I don't know if this is a sensitive subject, no, but I, how, how does that work? No, yeah. I think the only I competition so. part is trying to get in with uh, so, one of the companies that's paying the farmer more. Okay, okay. So that's when the competition comes in and it's like, um, you know, you want to be in a niche market. You want to be in a company that wants to advertise for you, promote. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's where the company levels are different. So you try to get with a company that really... Um, appreciates all the hard work you're doing. And then in turn, you want to advertise for them and just say, Hey, we're, you know, this is, this is our, like we can write in the be behind the brand. Yeah. Yeah. We can write in our Airbnb book. This cheese is from our cows. So that is so cool to say that it is. And it's delicious cheese. Um, so, okay. I'm still, I still want to circle back on how you guys do all of this because I mean, you know, I know that it's, there are several different small, uh, you know, uh, operations happening, but managing 500 cows, figuring out how to like run an Airbnb, host it well. I mean, you guys are a top rated host. Every, you know, everyone that comes here loves this experience. Um, it's, th- this isn't like accidental, right? Like this stuff doesn't just happen. There's a lot of intentionality that has to go into making this operation work. And again, we've stayed in tons of Airbnbs at this point, And we know when we're in a special place and, and yeah. this is one of those places, but then um, like, how do you decide how to price things in your store versus like, yeah. where, where did you learn how to do all of this? Like, this is a lot of work and you, you make it look so you make it sound so effortless. Uh, the store is, um, I have three wonderful girls that work in the store. Um, I'm more behind the scenes, do the ordering. Callie does the ordering. We're on the phone and computer looking up stuff and she'll take care of an order. Um, so that, and then she does all the displays. So okay. every time she comes to town, she stops in to do something in the store and she comes to town, spends the night and you can find her for a couple hours late at night, redoing things. Yeah. And then the next morning, it's just absolutely beautiful, you know? Wow. Um, wow. So that, uh, let's see. And with COVID, we were shut down for four months. Wow. Yeah. But we, in Ferndale, we've seen, uh, so many people flocking up here just to get some normalcy. Yeah. Um, be able to breathe. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And I think that's why we're so busy here as well. Wow. Wow. And then the farm, we just all do our, uh, you know, we help out when needed. Uh, I'm the bookkeeper. Amanda helps Colton with everything. I mean, we're all whoever needs to be on a tractor, Somebody's farming. on the tractor. Yeah, I was wow. farming yesterday. Uh, Brian's already always got the kids on there. Colton's moving irrigation lines. And it's mostly 
actually always all together. So wow. it's pretty cool. I mean, this must just be so much fun for, for your kids, Amanda. Like we were, uh, you know, just observing, you know, Blakely running around the other day, showing us like, she was like picking up cow manure with a pitchfork, just like, as if, you know, this is just normal, which I'm sure for her it is, but like, this is, this has, this is like so much better than Disneyland, right? Yes. Being able to grow yes, up definitely. on this, on a farm. Their normal and, life is very special and unique. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's normal for them to be on a tractor multiple times a week and the backo and, um, it's just normal life. They, they don't know anything else, but they're definitely blessed. Hopefully in the future, they realize how blessed they were to not, you know, grow up where it's, you have concrete and, um, just not as much to do around, you know, home. So it's very special. Yeah. And the, the biggest thing is the work ethic. The kids oh, yeah. get to oh, learn totally. that work ethic, the same as all of us. And I think, like you said, you're wondering how we all work together so well and do what we do is just the work ethic that was instilled to us by our fathers and how we've been raised. Yeah. It's normal. Actually, yeah. our um, ancestors came from Andermont. Some of our ancestors came from Andermont, Switzerland. Okay. Yeah. There is a Regley house, which is Amanda's family name, and our uh, na- family name is Walker. Both came from the same town in Andermatt, Switzerland. Which no way. People say, look a lot like Ferndale. Okay. So I, love, I know people in my family have been back multiple times, but we've never been. And we Someday. want to take a family <laughs> trip actually back there to see both houses that say the Walker, have the yes. Walker name on them and the Wrigley name on them. Wow. A large number of people came to Ferndale from Andermatt. No way. And okay. so. Is yeah. it like a, sim- a similar dairies. climate? Yeah, yeah. started dairies. They okay. Were, yep. It so was, it's. In our blood dairy industry, yep, it's very cool. Wow, that's that is amazing. So I have a, cu- a couple of final questions for you guys. One is around, you know, you must get tired. Like, do you ever think of just like throwing in the towel and saying, you know what, screw this, I want a normal life. I'm going to go move somewhere, work a normal nine to five, and call it a day. Like, does that temptation ever creep in? Yeah, I think if you could ask that to Colton and Brian more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right yeah, now I mean, with issues, you know, when yeah. things just don't go wet the way, it, you know, they're supposed to when a tractor is not working and you need to, um, you know, load the mixer wagon. Or what do you do? Or you get injured and you have to continue life. Yeah. No, it's just one of those things you just have to press on. Um, we're down a hired man, so uh, that's another challenge in itself. So... And then also with the drought right now, mm. we're having, usually we don't put out irrigation pipes till June 1st. And now we're the second week of May putting out irrigation pipes, which is a big expense as well. But, you know, we just are trying to grow the best feed we can for our cows. So if you get behind watering the fields, you're going to end up with nothing. Yeah. So you can see all the tractors busy cutting feed right now and everybody's watering. So, um, you know, that's another challenge the weather i'd say is the biggest challenge because we won't rain yeah and so what what keeps you what keeps you going when you're tempted uh sounds like you know colton might might be tempted a little bit more to throw in the towel from time to time but like what what is it that keeps you going is it is it do you walk outside take a deep breath and realize this is a piece of heaven it's and how could we it's yeah. really a wonderful life. I yeah. Mean, yeah. It's busy, but it's a wonderful life. And, um, 
in the when you look at the big picture, I just wouldn't want it to change. I mean, we get to spend so much time with family. Um, yes, we work different and more hours than most people, but we do have the flexibility of you know we do create our own schedules. Yeah. Um, and so, so there's definitely pluses and you know minuses to that. Um, like weekends aren't weekends. Yeah. Uh, holidays aren't <laughs> holidays. So, I mean, we Christmas morning, the cows have to be milked and fed and things have to be done before we go about our, you know, our Christmas morning with the kids. Yeah. It's normal. So. And the Lord's blessed us with yes. so yeah. much more than we've ever deserved. Yeah. And when we just, you know, not many people go into the dairy business in 2011 and start a dairy. No. So, although we carry a lot of debt, we are excited to... Um, you know, Colton's got some wonderful grants and our whole family's built barns together uh, for manure projects. We just kind of all do it um, together as a family. And uh, we're just trying to be the best stewards of the land and what God's given us to use yeah. um, in our life together and our, our jobs too, you know? Yeah. So that's, so that's a big part yeah. of it too. That's, that's, that's very, very beautiful. Um, so my last question um is around given who you guys are in the limited time that I've gotten to, that I've been able to uh, meet you guys and get to know you guys even just a little bit. Um, I feel like you guys have this like entrepreneurial like bug about you yeah. um, and your family. So I have to ask any other plans? Like we've got this one Airbnb that we're staying in that's, you know, absolutely beautiful. You guys seem to have this system down. You've got the events business, which, you know, this beautiful barn, uh, a stone's throw away from where we are that people can host their weddings, other events at. You've got the farmer's daughter. You've got the dairy farm. Are you scheming about anything else or are we done? Are we, are, are we, are we just, are, are, do we feel good about what we've got so far? Well, on the dairy end, we have um, some plans. Uh, we can't really talk about them right sure, now. Sure, sure. But just, uh, how would you say? We're trying to make things like looking work a little future. easier. Yeah. yeah, looking towards the future and what we see happening in the you know dairy industry. Um, we're just adjusting. Um, Always trying to make things yeah. a little bit easier. So we're just adjusting how we're going to be doing business. And yeah. So we do have plans, but we yeah. really can't. Yeah. It's top secret, top secret. No, that's, that's, that's totally, that's totally fine. And then what about Airbnb? Would you ever build another property, build another home? Would you take one of your other homes and transform it into an Airbnb? How do you, how do you feel about Airbnb as a business? Oh, it's been wonderful. I mean, the best part for me is, and, and the dairy tours and such is that you get to meet people like you. It's just amazing. And we, we, we've had people from all over the world come and stay. So we're like, you want to come to stay with us? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then it's fun meeting people. Yeah. I mean, that's to hear, hear about your life and your experiences, as well as you being excited about our dairy farm. You know, it's like, you really want to come see it. So that's been the most surprising thing to me. And, but it is to, um, just share and yeah, it would be great to have another one, but I would say the opportunity arises if the opportunity arises. Yeah. yeah. In the, in the interim, you guys have your hands more than full. Yes. Um, well, I appreciate you guys, uh, taking time to sit down and, and share even just a little bit of your story with us. Uh, it's been, it's been awesome. I've been so appreciative to get to 
not just stay in this space that so much, you know, love, attention and care has been so clearly poured into, but also to be able to experience a little bit of the family business and see the dairy and, uh, you know, we, we walked, uh, uh, by as a, um, a heifer was giving birth to, uh, a baby calf. We didn't yeah. see the actual birth, but the, the calf was yeah. fresh out of the oven. Yeah. Um, and that was such a cool, I mean, I've never experienced anything like that. And, um, it's really, I think important, no matter where you are, who you are to get outside of your comfort zone and experience realities that are different from what makes you comfortable. And, um, this experience is one that we will cherish for, for a long time. So thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Merritt for sharing a little bit of yourselves with us. And you guys are amazing. It was fun. It was really fun getting to know you guys. Hopefully you can come back. (laughs) Here's to hoping. Yes. Just a matter of time. Hey friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe. Um, And thanks in advance. All right, everyone. See you next time.